Buckle up, it's time for My Drive with Jeremiah Isley, the gaming podcast that's about more than just games. Presented by Theology of Games, visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Hey everyone, welcome to episode three. We are jamming out to the sounds of South Bay Bessie, the, I guess, former band of uh, Jason Katarski, who is riding shotgun with me today. Jason, welcome to my drive. Hey, Jeremiah, thanks for bringing me along, man. Yeah, glad to have you here. Um, For those who don't know, uh, why would you be on a gaming podcast? Well, I do things. With games, I play them, I design them, um, and I am a publisher. I'm the owner of uh, Green Couch Games. Good old Green Couch Games. Yeah, Green Couch Games, uh, your first game, I believe the first game under your your uh, publishing head was uh, Fidelitas, right? That is correct. Yeah, which is a, a longtime favorite of mine. Really fun little game. Um, so Green Couch Games is, you're, you're an indie publisher, you kind of produce small box games, uh, mostly, mostly card-driven games, right? Yeah, yeah, the, um, the kind of the heart behind what we do is our, our little, you know, marketing tagline is great little games that make great big connection, um, and, and the heart of it is just making, uh, filler-style games that people want to play, that, that appeal to a wide audience from gamers to you know casual gamers and, and families um, games that are easy to teach that have really approachable themes and and play under an hour and they're all yeah they're all in these like three by five ish boxes and um, yeah I really like card games that's what I like to play so uh, that's what I like to, to publish too yeah that's cool um, I would say I think I've played just about every game of yours uh, or the Green Couch games, and I think probably the most difficult one is Fidelitas, um, just as far as learning and, and kind of strategizing and everything. Everything else is very, very approachable, um, and I like that. My, my kids love all of your games, including um, Jurassic Attack, which we got to play the prototype of, and we did a preview over on Theology of Games. Uh, what's, the, what's the news with Jurassic Attack right now? Well, yeah, like, so this is, this is new for me. Jurassic Tech is my, my third game. So that, like you said, the first one was Fidelitas. And then I did, um, Best Treehouse Ever by Scott Alms. And that one has been, been really catching on with people. I just released, like, last month officially to stores. Um, yeah. But Jur- Jurassic Tech, so it's my third Kickstarter. It's my third title. And I'm in the midst of fulfilling that, uh, Kickstarter. So I am, and this is different because I am packing these myself and sending them around the world. I've worked, I worked with another company that did fulfillment for me, but I, the, the great news is that I switched to a bigger distributor who, um, is gonna sell to a whole lot more distributors, so my games are gonna be more widely available. You'll be able to go into any friendly local game store and, and one of their distributors that that store carries will be able to get my games and, and carry them. So, um, that's gonna be, we're gonna be blowing up on the retail front, hopefully. Um, we'll have, a, certainly have a lot more access to, to retail. But um, so with with that, I, I had to figure out a new uh, shipping solution for fulfillment because my new distributor just sells business to business. They don't fulfill Kickstarter. So 
Um, this was a smaller campaign, only about 500 copies of the game, 500 backers. So I, I've been uh, packing envelopes all week and, and shipping them out. So, And then in, uh, in about a week and a half, two weeks, it'll be available in stores as well. So uh, it's, uh, it's cruising. It's a cool little two-player dinosaur battle game and got some amazing art and um, by a designer named Ryan Cowler from California who uh, makes really creative, simple games. Uh, he's also a pro wrestler. So... Uh, it's a it's a fun it's a fun game and I'm and and I'm super excited to get it in people's hands. A few have started showing up already, so people are people are getting their stuff, and that's so rewarding after you've spent so much time, you know, like just making a game happen or putting together the pieces, and then it like shows up on somebody's doorstep and they crack it open and play it that night and send you a note yeah. how much fun they had. It's such a such a reward, rewarding thing. Yeah, that's really cool. And like I said, you know, we we played the prototype and. Um, my boys love it and it's it's great because it's a game it's a two-player game and they can both just sit down and play it on their own and they they will just sit down and i'm like hey i gotta go make dinner and they'll sit down and and just play jurassic attack and and they they love it they think it's the funnest game and it's dinosaurs beating each other up so what's not to love about that right absolutely (laughs) my 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 oldest daughter she's six and a half and she loves it too she beat me last night i was actually i i paid she owes me some money we i made a loan with her and uh, yeah. she has to pay me $15 back over the next 15 days by doing jobs or, you know, coming up with money or whatever. And right. uh, so she earned a couple bucks by helping me stuff some envelopes yesterday. And then afterwards, the reward was like, let's play Jurassic Attack. <laughs> and, uh, and she beat me, dude. It was crazy. It was 19 to 18. She beat me by one wow. point. Was, yeah, That's was great. That's great. So uh, real quick, what's what's next for you? What's your next title? Uh, is it going to hit Kickstarter? Are you going to self-publish without Kickstarter? What, what's up? I'm still using Kickstarter because the as an indie, like the cash flow thing, you know, like between the day that I I uh, print a game and the day that it hits stores, it's just too long for me to have money tied up. So Kickstarter really helps me to continue to move forward, and it's a great sure. way to connect with our audience. So um, the next game is I'm really really excited about called Walk on Fire. Uh, w O K on fire and uh-huh, a little play on words yeah you like that like that yeah i like that <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be um a game uh it's 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 a game about stir fry and it's a dexterity and set collection game where you use little spatula cards to uh to stir fly stir fry ingredient cards in your walk which is really your your table space that you're using and then you get to choose things out of that walk to put together different combinations for different points Designed by uh, a guy named Pokey Chen from uh, from Taiwan, he's a part of the a really kind of prolific design group called the Taiwan Board Game Design Group. And it was a self-published game last year at the uh, the Tokyo Game Market. And um, okay. Eric Martin Eric Martin from Board Game News brought it home and uh, showed it to me at a convention. And I was like, I need to publish this game. It's so good. So um, yeah, so that'll be hitting Kickstarter in February. So I'll be uh, be watching for that. It's super super fun. Very very cool. Um, yeah. Also, thanks for sending that prototype along because my kids have loved that too. I almost, <laughs> I almost compare it to sort of a dexterity version of Sushi Go. Like it has that kind of same thematic feel and the set collection, but the way you go about getting those cards is a lot different. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I, I totally would agree with that. Yeah, the sensibilities are similar. But there's just something about like using a card as a spatula and making a mess, like flipping cards. Like, hey. yeah, there's just cards flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. crazy. It's, it's awesome. awesome. 
Do you have a question for Jeremiah? A topic you'd like to hear him tackle? Just shoot him an email at theologyofgames at gmail.com or tweet at theologyofgames using the hashtag TOGMyDrive. Uh, you live and your company is based, well, I guess out of your home in a way, um, but you live in Flint, Michigan, and you guys have had some some issues with the water there. Uh, I believe it's actually been declared a, a crisis or uh, what's the, a disaster? I'm trying to think of the right or word. State, right of, state of emergency or something like that? State of emergency, yeah, yeah. Um, so... What's what's going on on your end? How how is everything playing out? And what brought up what brought about this the state of emergency? And, uh, um, so yeah, I, I I'm no I'm no expert, and it's a very political issue. But um, so what's happening is we have elevated levels of lead in our water. Um, there's been there's been uh, children, which this is horribly damaging to, to kids who are in the developmental stages, like. It will cause. Yeah. It can cause behavior issues, and um, I mean, just it's it's lead is terrible, you know. Um, yeah, it's not something to mess around with. Yeah, it occurs naturally in some in some ways, but like, and it has to be under a certain amount of levels, and water has to be treated and all that. So for years, we have bought our water from Detroit and connected to their water service, and okay. our city was in dis disrepair and um, upheaval when General Motors uh, kind of left to go to Mexico in, in mass, you know, like they moved everything and there was not much left here. Yeah. So our, like the whole industry that supported our community was gone. Um, so, and, and some different leadership issues over the years caused us uh, to be in some financial kind of need and kind of devastation. So um, the governor appointed an emergency manager, which um, is just a uh, the person that he appointed to oversee our affairs took all the power away from our um, city council and our mayor. So, like, local government essentially almost had, had no say. Uh, everything stopped with the, the emergency manager, so state-run city government, right? Wow, yeah. Yeah, so that so that's going on, right? So they're looking to save money and, and try to do things that can get the budget turned around and, and make decisions of, like, what property to sell and crazy stuff was on the table and it was it wasn't pretty because we had a we had a new mayor that was newly elected at the time um and the like day two is when they appointed the uh the emergency manager so he really had his like all the like democracy stolen from us anyway um yeah so so that led to the choice of like well hey um we're gonna um switch to using flint river water which uh and using our own water plant instead of getting our water from detroit and the Flint River over the years has been kind of known, um, it's not the cleanest river, so people were skeptical at first, but it was a great money-saving opportunity, and so, so I hear, and that's the, you know, the story. Um, so they had to put high levels of chemicals in it to treat the water. So initially, about, about two years ago, they started having this specific chemical that was, uh, that was elevated, and we got some water notices, but don't, don't drink your water and all that. Yeah. And, um, or like you know we have to like get it figured out and um this was an emergency manager governor decision some something like that 
somewhere in there. So sure. I, I, don't fact. I mean, you can you can look more and read more into the specific details of, of who who made all those decisions. But um, so the water there. Um, so, so then what happened is is the certain chemical they had to put in to treat the water. It um it it started um, eroding some of the. I don't know. I guess when water goes through your pipes, right? Like with a certain chemical, it seals off pipes, right? So like it okay. creates like a clean surface. And this chemical yeah. was taking away this surface, and the surface that was protecting us from old pipes, essentially, um, yeah. lead started leaching into the water because of the extra chemicals that had to be put in the water. So, um, so now there's like elevated levels of lead all over the city, and like mm. we, we're an old, old city, so we have a lot of old houses, and we have underutilized parts of the community, like empty neighborhoods with you know one house on a block, and we have this mass exodus. Over the last, you know, however many years, wow. leaving the city. Yeah. So, um, so, so now, like we we have everybody has to test their water, and we're, we have, we have to drink bottled water, we have to filter our water, and some of the levels of lead at some of the houses are so high that um, that even the the lead filters aren't enough. Really? So, is this is like, are you able to? Uh, like, are you able to shower or cook? Yeah, or, yeah. Or yeah bathing, it... bathing and washing, like, dishes or whatever is, is not an issue, but you can't drink it or cook with it. Um, okay. So, so all of that, you have to, we have bottled water. So the, the cool part is that, like, um, we've been dealing this for, for over a year, and, wow. and now it made national news because finally this, this uh, doctor from the local hospital um, like pointed out, like, hey, this is serious. Like, we have elevated stuff going on. And then Rachel Maddow um, from MSNBC picked up the story, and then everybody started talking about it. Michael Moore's been here. He's from Flint, but like now okay. he's like been back to Flint to kind of talk about the issue. A bunch of activists, Aaron Brockovich has been talking about it. And then um, because uh, it, we're we're a big African American community here in um, in Flint, a ton of rappers um, like have have come together and like donated millions of dollars worth of bottled water, Pearl Jam donated three million dollars and Eminem nice. and some of his buddies gave us a million bucks worth of water and i got some of puff daddy's water in my kitchen <laughs> i was gonna say you uh you 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 put on facebook the other day that what snoop dogg was passing out water in your neighborhood or yeah yeah snoop dogg was playing in detroit and he's got people here like john connor is a is a um a rapper from flint that dr drake produced and he's kind of blown up and uh so like Run DMC like Russell Simmons from Def Jam was here too like because he he said that this wow. was the place to him and he's like nobody liked us better Run DMC in us better than Flint so we spent a lot of time in Flint back in the day so he came wow, and he's yeah. like telling the story and everybody's like the owner of the Pistons is originally from Flint he gave 10 million bucks to to, wow. to, to us to, for the water fund of the city to kind of get stuff going that's really it's really cool to see you know people kind of come in I mean, water is like such a, a basic necessity. You don't really think about it until you don't have it. And I mean, I've, I know there's been times, you know, locally we'll have a, a water main break and it's a boil alert and it's kind of annoying because you have to boil your water. But I mean, I can't imagine going a, a year with, with elevated levels of lead like that. And I mean, lead is not something to mess around with either, you know. That's, right. Uh, that's a... Uh, the outpouring support has been really great, but in right now it's a lot of in the form of bottled water, which it is great because we need it. But at the same time, like there's estimates of like by the year 2000, we're going to have as much plastic bottles in the ocean as there are fish. 
Um, sure. So like, <laughs> so, so like there's like this crazy, like there's so many layers to this, you know, and, yeah. and that, uh, there's, uh, this investigation, a federal investigation into what happened and uh, who was responsible for like not, you know, submitting, you know, whatever testing went wrong and all that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's this mess that we live with. My church is, is pretty cool right now. You walk in and like all the hallways are lined with cases and cases of water. There's water on the altar. There's water like behind, like up against the walls, like tucked behind the pews. We're, a, we're like a distribution center for water. So anybody can come in and who needs water whenever they're open to get water. Um, there's, there's these points like that, you know, filters, testing kits and water bottles like all around the city that people come and get. And, um, it's wow. one, one of the one of the big issues right now is the immigrant community doesn't speak English. Like that, they don't. Um, they're not getting the information that everybody else is getting because you know it's primarily English. So there's a group of volunteers that are going to the neighborhoods, uh, um, the Hispanic neighborhoods, and and kind of sharing the information, and sharing the water, and, and trying to get the word out. So like, hey, like make sure everybody is is safe. So it's just that yeah. kind of stuff now. And um, Obama gave a bunch of money. Um, in this budget to, to the state of Michigan for infrastructure issues. Um, and I've heard, but I've heard it's going to take 50, if they took out the lead pipe situation and replaced the water infrastructure, it could take up to 15 years. My kids will be wow. out of the house and in college by then. So yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's not a, a short term fix then. There's, there's no quick, quick fix to the situation. Well, well, uh, Hey, I want to thank you for kind of sharing that with us. And, um, I'm almost done with my drive here, but uh, tell folks where they can contact you. And maybe if uh, there's folks listening in Flint, um, where they can find clean water and testing kits and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. so um, in Flint, like Woodside Church on uh, on Court Street by Mont College is a great place to go. Uh, a lot of the fire stations and City Hall have have all that stuff too. Um, and there is, uh, there's plenty of articles out there. So search uh, Flint Water Crisis or flint lead in your water and you you can find a lot a lot of info the kind of the behind the scenes story and more details and all that stuff than what i can share but um if you want to find more about me um i make great little games and you can find them at greencouchgames.com you can find me on twitter at jason kotarski k-o-t-a-r-s-k-i and and or at greencouchgames well great um hey thanks so much for joining me this morning and uh good luck with walk on fire but more importantly, I mean, good luck with the water situation. I, I really hope, man, I hope there's some relief in sight soon for you guys. Um, well, thank we're... you. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. This is Jeremiah Isley, and this has been My Drive. Thanks for coming along on My Drive. My Drive is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.